Hi everyone, this is DeFi Alpha. I help out with marketing and investor relations for Zero Two Ohm. I'm so excited to see all of you guys here today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. This is the first AMA for Zero Two Ohm of what we hope to be many more to come. And we really see this as a great opportunity to share some of the very exciting things that we're working on and really help clarify our long-term vision, which we think is very unique and um, offers incredible promise for, for growth for this project going forward. So with that, let's turn it over to questions. Thank you. Um, to, to answer your question, I mean, we really are of the view that we are, you know, probably the most differentiated of these, you know, newer, uh, newer protocols using, you know, this type of um, model for of issuing bonds to raise treasury assets. And I, I do want to highlight just a few key points around that. So, you know, you might have seen we did issue our first medium post just a couple days ago, really walking investors through um, the the vision for zero to ohm, um, which you know is going to continue to to expand um, as as time goes on, but you know the the key points there that that I want to reiterate are first of all you know we we have have if you look at that medium post we don't re refer to ourselves as a reserve currency and that's because we see opportunity that goes far beyond just mimicking another protocol's model. We are, you know, very knowledgeable of and deeply embedded in the Arbitrum DeFi ecosystem. We're very familiar with, you know, gaps on the network there, opportunities for us to deploy this, you know, very significant amount of liquidity that we've been raising and continue to raise in ways that are going to be, you know, very um, value additive to our treasury, we've already, you know, deployed capital in, you know, several, um, you know, with, with several different protocols in, in ways that are bringing really significant fees and we're, we're continuing to find more. And over time, we really see ourselves. I mean, you know, a thing that, that I want to highlight is we're the only significant project of our nature on the Arbitrum network. Arbitrum has very bullish prospects. We're talking about you know, the, the Nitro upgrade coming out soon, lower fees. Um, we're talking about, um, you know, multiple exchanges, Crypto.com, Binance, all allowing instant, very low cost transfers to Arbitrum. We expect to see a lot of liquidity on this network um, and we're in a position to take advantage of that and be sort of the primary source of liquidity powering the expansion of the DeFi ecosystem on Arbitrum. Um, and again, we are in a place where we don't have a lot of competition for the, for that role, not, not in the way that we're doing. It. So that's a major differentiator and it's one that we really are excited about. And then the other point is that we're part of a much broader ecosystem of D, of DeFi projects run by Arby's Finance. And that's an advantage that very few of our peers can, can tout. And we, are really just beginning to get started in leveraging the Arby's Finance platform to support the expansion of, you know, of zero to ohm. Um, and I think that you're going to see if, if you stay, you know, keep an eye on, on our medium at blog and on our, on our Twitter, you're going to see some very exciting announcements coming out um, about 
you know, things that we have in the works, things that we're doing, and the, the opportunities for collaboration as we build out kind of this comprehensive DeFi ecosystem with zero to own position at the center are really enormous. So actually, I mean, beyond just being differentiated from other own forts, I would suggest kind of dropping that as a comp and just looking at the underlying model that we have, that we've built and that we're expanding because it goes far beyond, you know, just replicating another protocol's system. Thanks so much. Cool. Um, I guess we can move it along with some more questions from the chat. Um, see another one asking about, are there any plans to launch Z2O on other chains, perhaps Ethereum or Optimism? Um, I think I'll leave uh, another team member to better answer this question. But yeah, so we're not against it, but uh, no immediate plans and nothing we want to uh, commit to just yet. Um, but of course, you know, there, we're always uh, doing research and exploring options um, to create the most value that we can. Fox, did you want to chime in there? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're very bullish Arbitrum, uh, especially, I think, me and 3557 have been talking about this, but we like the way they're approaching it uh, in terms of, like, they're just trying to get Nitro out, trying to make their product as good as possible before they move on to like, biz dev and marketing and that sort of stuff, uh, which is a good approach, definitely. Um, that being said, the liquidity on Arbitrum is sort of incomparable to Avalanche and Phantom and other chains right now. Uh, so we're sort of actively working on ways to bring liquidity into Arbitrum. Um, and to expand on, you know, some of the hype that's going on, especially regarding Avalanche. Uh, so we see ourselves as kind of like the builders on Arbitrum who will sort of forcefully bring people to Arbitrum. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really awesome point, Fox, and I'm glad that you touched on that. And then the only thing that that I'll add, because I think Fox really covered. Um, you know, all, all the key points that we want to make is, you know, the, the model that we're sort of describing to you guys here during this AMA, you know, we do believe that, that long term, this is this is replicable. I mean, this is, you know, very, um, you know, very exciting approach we're taking to, you know, find, you know, going on to a network like Arbitrum that has a need for the kind of liquidity that we're providing. It's fast growing. Um, you know, fast-growing eco ecosystem on the Arbitrum network, um, and where we can play a central role in supporting that. And, you know, I can just sort of imagine, and, and you know, this isn't, you know, something that's, you know, a, a specific plan yet, but it's hard not to imagine that, you know, some of what we're doing here on Arbitrum would be replicable and, and very valuable on other chains, you know, at, at a similar stage in development. So that's just sort of a thought that I have that, that I did want to put out. Cool. Um, if that's all the thoughts we have on that question, I think 
there is a community member, a long-standing community member that's requested to speak. Uh, Hardwood, I've sent you uh, a request. Feel free to come up whenever you're ready. And if you're not ready right away, we can just focus on the next question and you can come up when you are. So I think the next question was, um, how will the team focus its efforts? Oh, actually. Hi, Hi. Welcome. Uh, just came to say hi. Yeah. I'm gay. Hi. One move. Hey, Hardwood. Can you pop the coin, please? I'm gay. Pump it, Hardwood. Pump it, Hardwood. <laughs> okay, thank you, Hardwood. Thank you for your uh, valuable contribution right there. That was super valuable. Cool. Uh, moving on to the next question. <laughs> How will the team focus its efforts in increasing its treasury? Um, of course, yes, healthy treasury will ease the mind for most investors. Um, thank you for your support, Momo, by the way. But yeah, who wants to take this question? Yeah, I can repeat it one more time. So the question was, how will the team focus its efforts in increasing its treasury? So I think we could just talk about um, some of our plans um, to increase its more bonds or just see to go in general. Okay. Uh, some of our initial uh, just to recap what we've already done, uh, we did a couple of French fire Fridays, which were temporary raised APY to like a million percent or something like that. And uh, it's a good way of attracting. We've done some analysis and found that uh, at the time we did this a few days ago now, um, our treasury was the same size relative to the network we're on as uh, snowbanks. So most of our efforts, in addition to, of course, you know, bond discounts and uh, other incentives like that to encourage bonding, on top of that, our main focus is on uh, just creating more usable systems on the arbitrage network, like the lending borrowing we spoke of earlier, uh, just so that there's more stuff to do on Arbitrum and so more people will come to Arbitrum and then find D2O and be able to bond and they can buy the coin or whatever. Uh, because right now there's, there's us, there's GMX, there's DPX, and there's not that many other uh, projects that are doing on Arbitrum yet. So we're excited to help grow that ecosystem along with those other legitimate projects and use that to help grow ZTO as the greater arbitrary ecosystem around it. Maybe I can also leave some alpha. Uh, I've had an idea that I've sort of chopped up with the team that I've been pretty excited about. Um, sort of the basic concept of home itself and a lot of the forks that they're RFP based. Um, so how you value the four 
or rather how you value your token. And this treasury is based on the risk-free value inside the treasury. Uh, and risk-free value typically comes from uh, well, just stable coins like MIM, uh, as well as ETH and wrapped Bitcoin and that sort of thing. Um, now, I think we're in a pretty unique position because, as Puffin was saying, we're one of the few builders on Arbitrum. Uh, and as I mentioned before, Arbitrum kind of has liquidity issues right now. Like, there's not much, um, you know, there's no wrapped ohm ETH liquidity. Uh, ETH die liquidity is pretty low and stuff like that. Um, so an idea I've been pretty excited by recently is shifting the model from RFE backing to uh, LP based fee backing. And what that, what that would mean is uh, in taking LPs as bonds. Uh, so for example, we could intake um, ETH die like an LP. Uh, and what that would help us do is A, increase liquidity on Arbitrum itself. Uh, B, we would help out whatever protocol uh, we're working with in that case. So it could be like wrapped home ETH liquidity on Arbitrum. Uh, and then C, we would generate a ton of fees for the treasury itself. And that would sort of shift us from the typical RFE model that OM itself is using and a lot of OM forks are using. And we would move into a, a more fee-based backing. Uh, and this is especially exciting if you use like concentrated liquidity um, for your LPs. So for example, for an OM ETH LP, we could throw it into some sort of um, active liquidity management for uni V3 LP positions. And that would help us to have highly concentrated liquidity that is generating like a, a fuck ton of fees for the treasury. Uh, and I think this is a pretty novel concept for Ohm Forks itself. And also it's something that Arbitrum sort of desperately needs right now. Uh, so that could be a, a pretty major move for the treasury and for zero two Ohm itself. Um, so this is something we're kind of actively pursuing. We're, we're trying to see how it would work right now on Arbitrum, because there are some blockers there, but it's something I've been pretty excited about. And so the, there's the only other thing that, that I'd like to add, thank you, Boss. I mean, these are just really, really awesome ideas. Um, the, the other thing that I just wanted to briefly share in terms of um, raising treasury capital We've been paying a lot of attention to tokenomics in the Ohm Fork space and some of the challenges that other Ohm Forks have run into um, with, you know, capital raising, particularly with respect, as I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen, this challenge of needing to have high discounts to attract uh, bonders and raise the treasury but then also running into problems with price because higher bond discounts disincentivize staking. There can be a tendency for bonders to dump tokens. Luckily, we have not, you know, run into some of the issues that others have had with that, but, but it, we're aware of it. And, and so we're considering a lot of potential solutions on that front. We think uh, we have some, some pretty exciting ideas. Um, one concept that we've been talking about is a different type of bonding structure. 
whereby people can purchase a bond and instead of just receiving, you know, Z2O vested over a five-day period, their Z2O is automatically staked and begins accumulating APY right away. And when the vesting period is over, it remains staked. And of course, you know, at that point, the bonder is more than welcome to, to unstake it, sell it, whatever they want to do. But we think that by, you know, we think that this sort of approach could really help eliminate um, this this gap in, in the, the structure of, of tokenomics for, for a lot of players in, in this space. Because, you know, we, we want bonders to become long-term holders, right? I mean, we're enthusiastic about the project. Um, and, you know, we think that it makes sense to let them immediately start enjoying some of the benefits of, of being a staker and accumulating APY. And then also just kind of, you know, by starting out with, uh, with stake C2O, you know, there's, there's, it, it's, just, it's more user-friendly. There's, there's an ease of simply staying in. Um, and, and continuing to become part of our, our long-term hold things. So, you know, that's, that's the concept we're talking about. Very excited about it. Um, and then I did just want to, you know, touch on another question that I saw about, because I, I think this is very important as well. Um, you know, we, as we know, Olympus Dow has talked about bootstrapping liquidity across other platforms. Um, and I think that there's a lot of skittishness among investors, you know, in, um, in you know, any number of projects that have a structure inspired by Olympus Dow about how that's going to affect the forks. And, you know, so I think I do want to, I do want to address that. I'm sure we'll have some great feedback from other folks on the team um, as well. But going back to, you know, what we've been sharing throughout this call about how differentiated we are and how unique and expansive our business model is. We really don't see ourselves as just another own for. And for that reason, we really don't see ourselves as being threatened by own. We're a liquidity provider. We're positioning ourselves to be the central liquidity provider. There, it's not realistic in my view, at least. I mean, this is just sort of my, my, my personal view on the matter. I, I don't think it is realistic for even, you know, uh, a project like Olympus Dow to have the kind of granular network specific knowledge and focus that a team like ours is capable of having with, you know, being currently an arbitrary peer play. So we see ourselves as retaining that role of central liquidity provider on the arbitrary ecosystem. We welcome influx of capital onto Arbitrum from Olympus DAOs as they bootstrap onto the network. That's, that's fantastic. There's plenty of opportunities there to uh to partner with them um in in the future so you know we're 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 really you know actively sort of excited about that and thinking about different opportunities um you know reaching out to um different uh developers at other protocols about you know about options there so you know, I, I just I, I do want to highlight that that's an opportunity for us, not a risk because of our differentiation. Um, but I'm glad to ask that question. Cool. Um, I think we could probably just move on to the next question. Thank you for answering that. Bye. 
Um, another question that I see popping up pretty frequently is on the topic of uh, branding of zero to all. Um, I can just chime in here real quickly, at least in terms of the copyright um, conversation. I think we are exploring multiple avenues. Um, we do like the uh, the branding of the anime branding of Zero True Home, so I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um, however, there are a few uh, options that we are exploring, such as you know, creating a character um, that is our intellectual property inspired by Zero Two. Um, that is an option that, of course, whatever avenue we decide to take down, um, we would run that by the community. Uh, and make sure that everyone is on board. Um, but yeah, we, we are thinking very deeply about that question um, and about branding, making sure that uh, we're listening to the community regarding that. Cool. Um, There's a lot of questions that we already answered. So while I scroll, if anybody else Otherwise, I will keep scrolling. Any question? I have a question. Okay. It's for the community. Um, something we've talked about a little internally, but have not uh, taken any concrete steps on yet, is the possibility. This goes in line as well with what was just being said about the uh, possibly developing our own sort of anime character in like Zero Two, but not Zero Two for category branding. Uh, one thing we've looked at is we've done some initial price estimations and inquiries into timelines and things like that. And I would really be interested to know the community's feedback since it already seems pretty split on whether we should stay anime themed or not. Uh, taking a small portion of the current treasury assets, it would be less than $100,000, and using that money to produce a AAA level full-length anime episode that would be entirely original and play into some of our themes as well as many other themes across It looks like we're getting a lot of uh, <laughs> some good interest in getting many questions in chat. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Buffy, what do you think after seeing all this? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a lot of support. I mean, I see someone asking if we're going to make Hentai 2. Uh, yeah, that, maybe not initially, but I can tell them that if they're interested in finding some of that, recently Yearn found that they just randomly had like six hundred million dollars and they're spending that on making a bunch of them die. <laughs> Are they actually? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I remember when they first started the Y Wi Fi waifus. I knew it was gonna be big. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, you got a link, though? <laughs> uh, I don't right now, but it's actually, some of it's been 
spoken and partially planned in voices and auto. Again, I, I guess we can take a step back right now to uh, just to say thank you guys and all guys and girls, no gender specific, um, the whole community. Thank you so much for um, being here. Of course, I never <laughs> should have started off with that, but we really appreciate you all um, taking the time to come and uh, ask questions and support this project because we're uh, super excited about all the things that we're working on. Uh, and continuing to build. Well, I am still scrolling looking for unique questions. <laughs> We've answered a lot. Is the AMA being uh, worked? Yes, we um, are trying. I, I think we are. <laughs> I do believe someone is recording at this point. I am recording. Yeah, we're going to figure out the best way to share the content with uh, stuff. But we, we do have a recording and we'll have a transcript. So we have a question from Crypto Billy. Uh, they're saying, how are you thinking about fair value of C2O token price as the treasury grows? Uh, I think I can answer this. Um, so I feel like this is a question that comes up quite a bit with OM itself, which is like, you know, if the treasury is worth whatever it's worth, 500 billion, why would the market cap be 4 billion? Um, I think the simple answer there is that the any premium over the intrinsic value of the treasury is a is speculation on the APY, the future yield of the protocol, as well as future utility for the token itself. Uh, and I think currently we're thinking about zero to ohm in in the exact same way, if that makes sense. Yeah, that I, I, that's uh, that's a very good way to put it, Fox. And, and I'd love to just uh, add a few other thoughts to that as well, because I think it's a it's a really important question. And one thing, you know, just given my role as as investor relations um, you know, team member, I thought about you know, I thought about this question quite a bit because it does the the way that some of this, you know, the information on our dashboard, and we're not the only one that does it this way, you know, the, the, the way that it's presented, where we show, you know, a treasury backing that is below the current price can lead to this, you know, tendency to ask, well, so what's keeping us from, from hitting that, right? And, and Fox kind of really got to, got to the heart of it with his, his answer. Um, and, and what I want to add, though, just to kind of paint this, this picture a little more clearly, um, is if you're a Z2O stake, you really are 
the, the owner, if you will, of the treasure. We are raising capital. We're doing it for you, for the stakers. We are deploying it in all kinds of ways to generate returns. And as long as you're staked, the APY that you're getting is, you know, guaranteeing a stable, that, that you as the staker will have a stable or growing share of Z2O as a whole, of its total market capitalization, as time goes on, right? Because, you know, even if we are continuing to get new Z2O out there in order to meet demand, you're the staker and all of the emissions, you know, for the most part um, are going to you as APY. So you have this claim now on this treasury that is growing and growing and we're very careful with our bond discounts to make sure that while they reward bondholders, they are not diluting our stakers. So our hope here is that we're gonna continue to raise treasury capital through all the different ways that we've talked about. We're gonna continue to do more things along the lines that we already announced um, in terms of staking MIN to Abracadabra for $500,000 million for $500, per year um, in uh, returns in the form of spell. We're gonna do a lot more like that. So this treasury is gonna grow and grow. And eventually, you know, I think one thing I wanna flag right now, we have a governance structure that we think gives us a huge advantage over competitors because we're we're fast and efficient in our decision-making. Um, we have a multi-sig, but it's our core uh, developer team that oversees it, and we make calls that we think are gonna generate the most value for Z2O. But, you know, we want input from our community. We care very much about that open dialogue and, you know, other governance structures down the line that are, you know, more actively inclusive of the voice of our stakeholder um, community, our stakeholder community, we, we're not closed off to that at all. So, you know, just understand that we're building this treasury for you and you are the owner of it and it's going to get much larger and it's going to generate significant returns. So, you know, yes, we have a treasury backing right now um, per Z2O that is a floor, but man, we should be trading in a much higher multiple because you really have to think about all the upside of the future capital raising, the future deployment, the growth of our project, the growth of Arbitrum. Those are the valuation metrics that we're paying attention to as we continue to drive this forward. And keep in mind that we're part of a larger RV's finance ecosystem. So hopefully that's helpful um, in terms of how to think about valuation. Cool. I think um, we do have another question we want to elaborate on in terms of our relationship with OM. But uh, before we do that, I think we have a community member that uh, is on the stage right now, JJH. Uh, hi. <laughs> Welcome up. Um, is your audio working? I guess not. <laughs> we can't hear you, Tom. Okay. Um, we'll give you a second to figure that out, um, and we'll move on to this next question and then come back to you. So, Fox flagged uh, this question from not betting on fiats. Please elaborate on how you want to integrate with Home Protocol on Fox. Uh, 
Do you want to chime in? Yeah. Uh, so we're actually, we're in chats with the own team itself, uh, talking about just generally how Forks can coexist with OM itself. Uh, OM is planning to expand to Arbitrum, Avalanche, just go multi-chain in the future with their V2 release. Um, and I think there's been some worry in the community about how that might affect zero to ohm uh in my opinion like ohm and zero to ohm work in tandem uh, i don't really see ohm itself as a competitor since we're kind of aiming for different things there um not to mention the fact that we have close to a million i think over a million of ohm in the treasury itself uh i see forks as being like a huge um huge part in the future governance of Olympus, especially as they move to on-chain governance with their V2 release. Uh, and then I also wanted to highlight the idea I had before of intaking LP bonds. Um, so we're sort of, we're calling that market making as a service, just providing liquidity for everyone on, Ar on Arbitron itself. Uh, and I, I really like this idea because it's kind of like just a, massive circle jerk between our team, Ohm, and Arbitrum of just providing as much liquidity as possible. Uh, and in that way, we would be helping Ohm itself. We would be getting Ohm rewards uh, on the LP, which is something they're planning to do. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, because of all those reasons, uh, Olympus and like the Omis and the Darlings are working together versus, you know, trying to play a zero-sum game. Thank you. Um, <laughs> looks like JJH could not figure it out, unfortunately. Um, if you do still have a, uh, a question, feel free to drop it in the chat. Um, you can just appear. Let's see. Chat has been moving so fast. <laughs> I'm losing, losing track of some of the questions. Brief summary of the team's expertise. That's a fair question, although uh, we are working with some anonymous folks uh, as well as uh, people who have docs themselves. We could start with me if, if anybody wants to hear. Um, yeah, our devs, I think we're going to remain anon uh, for all intents and purposes. Um, but just a quick summary. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Kept. Uh -huh. Thanks. So, oh, okay. That's a perfect answer, actually. We, we want to do a full introduction of the whole team, um, maybe in the future, uh, so that we can prepare a good summary of all of our uh, expertise. We all come from different avenues of life, um, but you know, we're all working together. It's the same goal. And yeah, we have this planned, and we want to make sure that we have all the details that are necessary. 
Um, we can do like small intros right now. What do you think? Yeah. Anyone's up for it? Cool. Uh, well, I guess I could start. Uh, I'm just like my background. Well, my background for my day job is uh, a developer. Um, but quite honestly, I find that boring a lot of the time. Uh, in terms of like crypto stuff, I've been a complete degenerate for a while now. Uh, I've also been a long time hobby. Uh, and I, you know, I like to study the tokenomics or ponzionomics, whatever you want to call it, of Ohm. I think it's like by far the most interesting protocol out right now. Uh, and I've written some threads and stuff on Twitter. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the basics of my background. At, Arvid, at uh, Arby's Finance, I'm a biz dev. So I'm kind of focusing on partnerships, down-to-down stuff, and growth. I can uh, continue in terms of traditional background outside of uh, you know, DeFi and crypto. I am traditionally a head of product at a, an AI company as well as um, working full-time PM for uh, or consult, PM consulting for some other companies. Um, DeFi has become kind of my main focus uh, in the past few months. And so once I... grow the value of uh, everything that we're doing. Um, I don't know if anybody else wants to take up an intro. Hi, Puffin. Hi, I can do a little intro. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm a Puffin. It's a, a small firm from the North Atlantic, I believe. And uh, my background is in uh, a lot of things. I've worked in developer roles uh, at various small startups and as well as doing a lot of consulting and uh, sales and general entrepreneurship things uh, for several years. I've worked on everything from you know, DeFi projects like this to physical products, uh, as well as, as you can see in the chat right now, I also catch fish with my beak. Um, so that, that was basically it. I just like doing this kind of thing. I think it's a lot of fun. And you know, there's not much I'd rather be doing than this enjoyable stuff. Like, who wouldn't want to spend their Saturday afternoon getting to chat with a lot of friends? I'm going to be honest, I did not know I was working with a bird. But now that I do know, I'm even more bullish on this project. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think we have a speaker request. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, JJ, you want to come up here? Hello. Did your audio work this time? <laughs> oh, no. 
He's trying his best. JJ, if you want to write something out in the chat, I can... <laughs> you can just type out your question if you'd like. <laughs> I do got to say something about our, uh, our community. This is the funniest community I've definitely found <laughs> in all my years. We'll get JJ uh, a chance. I think he's typing right now. It is the NSFW channel. Whatever I says post, it's it's that. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a great question, Mr. Todd. Um, I think DeFi Alpha did uh, kind of briefly touch on it. Um, okay, actually, we'll we'll get to that question in one second. I think JJ has been waiting for a while to get a. Uh, this put in. Let's see. Okay, so curious what the back-end capabilities for the uh, code are like. Is it total customization? Um, Puffy, do you want to talk about that a little bit? It looks like Puffy is also writing out something in the chat. Uh, so, yeah, everything can be customized. Uh, as you can look, on um, chain you can see on RBCN just today, we, we went and verified uh, the majority of our bond contracts. So you can see that they are basically the same as the old ones at this point. We just added a few more options to make it easier for us to tweak the price and the scale at which the price changes on those bonds. Uh, and as, as I said before, everything about this per contract is upgradable. Um, you know, obviously there's some things due to the nature of smart contracts that, you know, we can't, like currently the, the, the Z2O treasury is, can only be owned by one address and that's the multi-sig. So in the future, we've looked at setting up a model where uh, multiple addresses could have different levels of administrative access on it. And in the event of that, it would require us redeploying the treasury contact contract, but that's that's easy for us to do. It's just a transition that would take a very brief period of time. Uh, so there's nothing that we don't have the capability to upgrade. And if anyone has ideas of custom features they'd like to see or make use of, uh, feel free to drop them in the suggestions channel. Cool, JJ, you got great questions. Um, no one else wants to continue on that one. He asked the second one, so, and I'll probably take this one up. So, curious what your guys' sense of Arbitrum is in general. Seems super early and not quite sure about 
what makes it stand out from the dev perspective and the future outlook. Um, probably someone else can chime in on kind of the dev perspective, but from the team and uh, working relationship perspective, uh, we will share that um, we do have an open line of communication uh, with the off-chain labs team. Um, and we are working with them to kind of identify gaps and opportunities within their ecosystem. Um, and of course, uh, we've got all ears open in terms of what they're thinking and providing feedback from our uh, side as well. Um, so yeah, we don't want to share too much, of course. Um, the, the relationship has just started to get started um, in the past uh, week or two or so ago. Um, but, you know, they are very excited about uh, what we're building and uh, the future that we could uh, build together. So I think that is something that <laughs> we want to uh, share. So, but yeah, I don't know if uh, someone else wants to chime in on that perspective of Arbitrum? Um, I can say it's, you know, a lot cheaper than deploying stuff on mainnet Ethereum or some of the other sidechains and layer twos I've worked with. Uh, it's, you know, easy to work with. I haven't had any issues. In the early days, we had some issues with uh, just sort of like hiccups where things would just pause, but none of that has happened and I'm excited for recently. Uh, I'm excited for the Nitro upgrade coming soon, which is supposed to make it cheaper than it is now and faster to do everything on Arbitrum. One of the issues, which isn't a real issue, but on the front end, we've been having some trouble uh, getting the front end to update quick enough with how quick the transactions go through. So, you know, it's a good problem to have. Our, the network is faster than the front end. Thanks, Puffy. Um, is Splatterpope really just dropping a bunch of Discord games in the chat right now? <laughs> Thank you. That's very generous of you. Um, Cool, if we have no other comments on that question, I think um, One question I, I saw, um, any plans on or interest in letting people use S staked uh, Z2O as collateral? I'm guessing that'll be the borrow feature. Um, is there an ETI on that? I think we addressed um, this question about the lending protocol a bit earlier, actually. Um, there's no clear ETA, but probably if you want to chime in on perspective. Uh, yeah. So, uh, wrapped stake is ETO will very likely be a collateral option on the lending protocol. Uh, currently, the smart contracts are for the lending and borrowing features are in testing. We have made the changes to the original lending protocol fork that we plan to make uh, that I described earlier and will be available in the recording and transcription of this AMA. And so now we're testing them. And then once we finish that, we 
uh, have a work in progress front end and we'll hopefully be rolling it out maybe a week from now, maybe slightly less, maybe slightly. <laughs> Dropping me off. Thank you, Buffin. Um, I just noticed we are hitting our hour mark. Uh, so we'll be wrapping up here. We do not want to take too much of everyone's time. Um, let's see. Does anyone want to take up closing remarks or any uh, final questions in terms of, yeah. Um, I do want to say just from my perspective, again, uh, we do have, I think, uh, from my perspective, a unique long-term vision for this project. Um, you know, Zero to Home is what a lot of people uh, came to us for, but uh, Zero to Home will grow and will continue uh to become like a bigger project and you know it's not the only thing that we're working on so uh, for everyone that's sticking with us and uh, believing on the team we really appreciate you um, and yeah we won't let you down <laughs> we'll work our hardest and uh, continue to try and build grow more value for everyone here cool um, anyone else finishing remarks Fox, did you want to keep a little more? Or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe we can just say we are very, very bullish on Arbitrum. Uh, but we are also actively looking at other shit we can do on other chains. Uh, and we're pretty excited about the future of Arbitrum itself, of course, but also other chains. and. Mostly what we're excited about is, like, how dope our team is. Uh, we've been expanding quite a bit. Uh, we have the OG team, like Puffin and Luffy, pick a card, Captain. Then um, I joined recently, and a lot of people joined recently. And it's been, uh, it's been really great working with these folks. And the reason I joined in the first place was because of the community. Uh, I've been in this Discord for quite a bit, and the community here is like genuinely unparalleled. It reminds me a lot of uh, how home, Home's Discord was in the beginning. Uh, so yeah, just want to say shout out to the team, shout out to the community, shout out to all of you. Let's go. Let's LFG. <laughs> we'll finish it on.